I think all of us have had that dream or maybe a nightmare where we show up at school or maybe work without any clothes on. We're standing there in front of all the people we know. And then it dawns on us. I'm naked. I'm at my most vulnerable and there's nothing I can do to change it. It's already happened. They've seen me naked. Most of us would do just about anything to prevent this from happening in real life. In fact, we do, just not in physical nakedness. Now, we do in physical nakedness as well, but rather emotional and psychological nakedness. We avoid it at all costs. When we're unwilling to look at ourselves completely naked, we will never see the areas where we have the most room for improvement. When we cover ourselves in metaphorical fat pants, if you will, or even a giant kimono so nobody can see our imperfections, we miss out on opportunities for improvement. In this episode, we're going to talk about getting naked and honest with ourselves so we can finally see where we need to improve. We're going to look at the four ways we try to cover up our imperfections and what we can do to change that. I'm Desmond, and this is your Mental Mastery Monday, episode 159. This podcast is about success for failures. Failures like me, who grew up in a world that valued conformity over creativity. People like me, who have been made to feel like failures in the corporate structured world of education and the cubicle littered world of business. This podcast is a misfit's guide to discovering, pursuing, and achieving our infinite creative purpose. So welcome home. Let's change the world around us by changing the world within us. One of the things that we never want to become aware of is our fears. Fears seem like a major weakness to every one of us. How often were we told, don't be scaredy cat, be a man, don't be so scared. Fear has always been something we should avoid. And because of that, we sometimes deny the fact that we have fears. We're unwilling to be naked and honest about our fears. Until we're honest with ourselves about our fears, we'll never overcome them. You're never going to be forced to come face-to-face with those fears as long as you can deny the fact that they exist. I have found greater success by finally seeking out, discovering, and confronting my fears. This was so incredibly profound for me when I discovered this. I set out to help others like you deal with your fears. And I put together a one-page report on the five fears which stop most people from achieving their goals. Now, don't ignore them. You can do that. You can listen to the rest of this episode. We're going to talk about getting naked and honest. And ironically, you're going to avoid this one area where you don't want to get naked and honest with yourself. The fears that are stopping you from reaching your goals. Grab the one page, one page report. You can read it in a minute and a half, probably. Get your copy right now at my 5 Again, it's my5fears.com, the number five, my5fears.com. I said it enough. Let's get on with this. All right, so let's jump into this today. I I kind of narrowed this down, didn't kind of, I did narrow this down to what I thought were four ways we try to cover our imperfections so nobody can see them, so we don't have to deal with them. And it's costing us our success. 
by doing that. There's probably more than four ways, and if you break this down, there's specific ways you're doing it that others maybe aren't, but I, I diluted it into these four different things that we do. And the first one is we make excuses for our imperfections. We think that there's something that caused our imperfections outside of ourselves. And the truth is, there are reasons some of us struggle more in certain areas than others do in other areas. That's a fact. But we tell ourselves, well, I never had a chance to go to college. I never had a chance to learn a trade. I never had a chance to budget money, learn how to budget money. Or we'll we'll make another excuse like, well, you know, that's easy for you, but I have fill in the blank. ADD, a learning disability, stuttering problem, um, personality disorders, any number of things. And we make that excuse. And again, those are real things. Believe me, I know. They're real things that we have to deal with. But we use them as an excuse for avoiding the areas we need to improve. To ask yourself what excuses you're making for your imperfections. And I know your instant reaction is going to be, but mine's not an excuse. Mine's real. This is a real thing. This is something I, it just stops me. I can't focus because I have ADD or ADHD. And, and I start on projects and I never finish them. And you don't understand because, no, I understand. Believe me, I understand. What you have to ask yourself is, is there, is, is there. <laughs> what you have to ask yourself is, there anybody else who has had this challenge and they still made it? And also this, do you assume that those who have achieved their goals had zero challenges? That's a big assumption. Like anybody who's made it big had no challenges. They had nothing to overcome. The fact that they've made it big is proof that they had challenges to overcome. People don't do great things without becoming great people in the process. And you become great and stronger and better by overcoming hurdles and challenges in your life. When we avoid them, it's like being physically lazy. It's We're, we're psychologically lazy. It's like somebody hoping that if they think about it enough, they can sit on the couch and become a bodybuilder. Well, that's absurd, of course, but same thing happens in life. And there are people who have physical disabilities who are doing amazing athletic things. They could easily use those as excuses. Now, they've had to modify some things. But they still pushed themselves through and achieved something great. Don't assume that nobody else has the challenges you have. In fact, you should assume that many have even greater or more debilitating challenges than you have. And they're still moving forward. So don't make an excuse for your imperfections. The other thing we do, number two, is we blame others for our shortcomings. Well, my dad abandoned me when I was three, and so I really had a hard time adjusting in life and relating to people. Well, I had my spouse cheated on me, and now I have trust issues with other people, and I can't be the best I can be in life. Well, you don't understand. I come from an abusive family environment, and please know this. I know that is painful. But what's a greater pain is living a life, doing less than you're capable of doing. Don't let that stop you. Don't let somebody else's horrible actions prevent you from becoming the best you can be. Don't use somebody else as your excuse for doing less than you're capable of doing. And you say, but I am doing all I am capable of doing. Push through that. Go further. 
Be honest about this. Honest about whether you're using somebody else as the reason why you can't do what you'd like to do in life. Be honest. Get naked about that. Don't hide behind this. The third way or reason we cover up our imperfections is because we feel threatened by others' victories. See, when other people are doing really great things, in our eyes, we're not actually, just remember, we're only seeing their highlight reel typically. We're not seeing all the stuff they cut out of the film that they're leaving on the floor of the editing room of life. They're only coming forward with their highlight reel. Very few people are actually forward with the stuff they struggled through or are struggling through and more on that in a minute. We see all these other people doing great things and we feel we have to measure up. And so we don't let our flaws be seen. And we're not honest about them. We won't allow anybody else to know that right now I'm dealing with something big, something terrible, something I caused or something somebody else caused, but I'm still dealing with it. We're afraid to do that. We're afraid to be honest with that because we think it's a competition. We think we're in competition with all the other people around us. And so we hide our flaws and we're not honest about them. And it costs us our success. Because when we don't get real about where we need to improve, we never improve. So don't let the threat of somebody else's success cause you to hide your own flaws. Be honest about them. The other thing that we do is overstate our victories. We may even be honest about some of our flaws, but we, we talk about them like this and really quick. And then, oh my gosh, but then I did this and I was amazing and I'm so fabulous and you wouldn't believe all the great stuff I've done in my life. And I've had to overcome these little problems that you wouldn't believe. They're really tough and I made them. And, and you know what? I failed a number of times, but anyway, I did fantastic things. That's kind of, that's an exaggeration, obviously, but that's kind of the way we are. We overstate our victories. We so want, and this kind of relates to number three, where we so want people to look up to us. We so want to be valued. We so want to be validated that we overstate our victories. And when we do that, we sell ourselves short in real victories. See, if you keep overstating your victories, you'll think you're somewhere where you're not. You'll so convince yourself that you've done something so incredible that you'll hold yourself short of something that truly is incredible because you're overstating your victories. Now, I give you these four items not to have you go out and just be a, whoa, is me, you know, I'm, I'm a failure and I can't do this and I failed at this and I can't make this right and, and I'm, I've never really accomplished anything great in life and I'm, you know, horrible and they're really good and that's okay. That's not what I'm asking you to do. I'm asking you to be honest, naked. See, naked isn't pooching out your stomach and making yourself look out of shape when you're not. That's different. Naked is just being raw and open and real about yourself. You're not overstating anything. You're not understating anything. You're not blaming somebody else for something. And you're not making excuses. You're just saying, here I am. I'm working on me. I'm getting better. Yeah, see that little flab under my arm? I'm working on it. I'm getting better. That's where I believe we achieve the maximum 
improvement in our lives. You see, we try to we try to put everything external. We try to take all of the reasons we're not where we want to be and take them out of ourselves and put them somewhere else, outside. See, when it's outside of us, we absolve ourselves of any responsibility for improvement. And we can just blame it on something out there, over there, under that, but not in me. We've absolved ourselves of that responsibility. Now, we may confront some small items here and there. But as long as it's out there, I can't fix it. And that's why we tend to push everything out there. Then we can find comfort with where we are, just short of where we could be. For most of us, honestly, we take too much credit for our successes and not enough blame for our failures. Again, this does not mean you beat yourself up every day. Being naked is not looking at yourself with a hypercritical eye. It's just being honest. Again, being naked is not overstating or understating anything. Being psychologically naked is reality, dealing with the truth of what's right in front of you. Don't hide it. Don't cover it up. Don't place it on somebody else. We can only improve ourselves when we're honest about what needs to be improved. And that's tough. But what's tougher than that? Being honest with ourselves is being honest, completely honest with others. When you let others see your flaws, now get naked in front of the mirror and checking out what you've got going on with yourself. I'm talking emotionally and psychologically. That's one thing in a mirror. What about if you did it in front of somebody who matters to you? Mm-hmm. That's hard. When we let others see our flaws... We take responsibility for them. We make ourselves vulnerable. And we eliminate the opportunity to cover up with false success. A push-up bra, kind of like the equivalent, the physical equivalent of false success, right? I mean, nothing wrong if that, you know, you do what you want to do. But I'm just saying, if you're doing that because you, you need to in order to feel valuable, that's different. That's what you want to not do. And that's what we do oftentimes in life. We have a, a the push-up bra of, I can't believe I took this there, uh, just came out. I'm sorry. But but that's really what we do in life. Seriously. I remember when I was a little kid, we used to do this trick where we'd, we'd, we'd do a, a muscle, you know, we'd show our bicep, and then you'd show it with your, your thumb on the inside, and you push your bicep up and make it look really big. And we'd, we'd do that. It's kind of like the male equivalent of the push-up bra. Um, there's other equivalents. We won't go there. But I'm just saying that that is in life so often what we do because we want to impress others. So we're afraid to show them the real us. And unfortunately, that keeps us from getting better. As long as I can keep pushing my thumb up behind my bicep, I never got to go to the gym, right? I never got to get better. I never got to get stronger because I can push it up with my thumb as I'm making that little bicep muscle move. It's time to take the thumb off and actually build your biceps. Too often, we want to come flying out from behind the curtain and talk about the amazing transformation we've made back there, back behind that curtain. You don't want to see. We don't want to be honest about what's going on behind the curtain. We just want to come out and make our appearance. Voila, we've changed. We're better. Look at us. We don't want to share the difficult challenges we've overcome. Now, this is the reality, and I see it so often in like church culture, where it's okay to talk about the things you struggled with and overcame, 
But it's not okay to talk about things you're struggling with and overcoming. We can always talk about what we overcame in the past, but we can't talk about what we're overcoming right now because that's weakness and we, crying out loud, can't be weak, right? But when we do that, we, we not only hurt ourselves, we hurt those around us. And if you're in a place of leadership, it's important, again, not to beat yourself up, but to be honest with those around you. So they can be honest. And as you're honest, they're honest, and the team's honest, and everybody improves through that. And when I say team, I may mean family. When we talk about our flaws in front of our kids, we allow our kids to talk about their flaws. And when they're honest about their flaws, then we can start working on them. As long as they're hidden behind those fat pants, right? And I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about metaphorical fat pants. Then we don't need to deal with it. But as soon as we get honest, then we can deal with these things. The other thing that happens when you're really, really honest, you find out who your real support team consists of. Nobody wants to carry dead weight. If you're, if you're there and you're just dead weight and you're expecting somebody to pick you up and carry you along, well, that's not going to happen, okay? Nobody's going to do that. But a real friend, a real partner in this thing we call life will let you lean on them while you limp along. In fact, you can both limp and lean on each other. Two people with a limp can lean on each other and make it forward. Think about that one. Two people with a limp can lean on each other and move forward. That's when you find out who your real support team consists of. The ones who are willing to let you lean on them. And again, it's not about them carrying your dead weight and you just laying there and they got to drag you along. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about you stepping forward and them helping you. And when you're honest, you find out who those people are. You know what, people people who don't really want to help you, when you're honest, when you're vulnerable, when you get naked in front of them, they run away. They say, oh, I don't want to see that. I'm out of here. I don't want to deal with flawed people. Probably because they don't want to deal with their own flaws. And they know when you're honest, they're going to eventually need to be honest. And so they're going to bail out. And it's going to be unfortunate for both of you. But you're going to benefit. Because you're going to be real with them and with yourself, most importantly. I can't overstate this bit. (laughs) I know I've done it, and maybe I am overstating it. Do not champion your flaws. It is not what I'm encouraging you to do in this episode. When you do that, you you bring on complacency. And, And this is going to be really, really harsh right now. And I know I probably will lose some subscribers from what I'm about to say. I see too many people who are not in healthy condition, talk about being big and beautiful. And let me, let me qualify that, okay? I'm not talking about different body types. I know in society we have championed one body type as ideal. And that's not right. There are different body types. But being 100 pounds overweight is not big and beautiful. And so often in our society we want to champion that. No, again, that doesn't mean that they're not beautiful people. That doesn't mean that me, a little overweight, I am not ridiculously overweight, but but that doesn't mean that we just accept ourselves being in an unhealthy condition. Now, I say all that not to beat up on people who are overweight or out of shape because I'm the first one to raise his hand as guilty in that area. I say that because I want to illustrate the other issues in our lives, the ones that are tougher. Honestly, the physical stuff's easier to deal with than the emotional stuff. Sometimes they're connected. Let's be truthful about that. Sometimes we have emotional issues that are going on that are causing us to physically not be our best. But I 
say that because I don't want you to become complacent. I don't want you to be content in less than the best. Love yourself. Love who's on the inside. But don't be okay with less than the best. Don't beat yourself up for not being the best you can be. But also don't be okay with being and staying in that place. So to be big and beautiful, eat lots of natural foods, live an active lifestyle, and then be happy with your body type. Because when we do that, we'll be okay. But if we're eating pizza and fast food and syrupy sodas and all that stuff, and then we're saying, well, I'm big and beautiful, well, we're selling ourselves short. Seriously. And again, raising my hand here, not in the best shape I should be in. Okay, so it's not me pointing fingers at you. If it'd be one thing if I was all buffed out and start pointing fingers at you, that, then then that's different. Then you might go back to some of those four things where you start saying, well, you don't understand that, you know, my mom made me eat all my food or something, or I had a boyfriend who whatever. And so you might go back to those excuses. I'm saying be the best you can be and love yourself for being that. Do the best you can do. That's really, truly when we love ourselves. We, we can't love a false self, really. We can love the true self when we're being the perfection that's within us. So today, when someone discovers a mistake you've made, okay, here's what I'd love for you to do. Instead of making excuses or blaming someone else, I want you to take ownership of it. I want you to allow those on your team, whether it's your family, your business, your job, maybe your real sports team, let them see your flaws. But also don't say, that's just the way I am, too bad. Own it and own the responsibility for fixing it. Now, there may be a consequence when you own it. That's when it gets scary, huh? When you say, oh, it's my bad. Well, if it's your bad, then you know what? You're going to go with a three-day suspension. Or you may lose your job. But honestly, if you hide it and you're not honest about it, you'll never get better. Just say, yeah, I blew it. I should get a system put together so I don't miss something like that in the future. And I need help fixing it. This conversation today on this episode comes out of a conversation I had with uh, a peer of mine who unfortunately decided to get really honest about their shortcomings too late. And they unfortunately lost their job recently. And I know it's, it's horrible. And sadly, at the very end, the last week, they were humble enough, and they even used that word. I've, I'm humble enough to admit that I've got to work on some things. Unfortunately, for too long, they pretended like everything was going fine. And I don't want to see that happen for you. So get naked. Own yourself. And own the responsibility to improve yourself. It'll be amazing where you go. It's going to hurt. It's going to be uncomfortable, just like in that nightmare, that dream you have. And you find yourself in the classroom completely naked. But you know what's going to happen? You're going to get better. You're going to improve. And you're going to be okay with being open about who you are. It's going to be a beautiful thing. Take that today and run with it. Now, please, nobody take this literally, okay? I don't want any stories about listening to this podcast and showing up at work naked. Not what I mean. Do it. It's going to be wonderful. And I'd love to hear if you got really honest and something changed and you got better. I'm not going to call you out, but maybe you need to be really honest with a spouse or a loved one or a boss or an employee or a child. Be honest. Deal with the consequences. 
and get better. Thanks so much. I really, really appreciate you. If this podcast makes a difference in your life, please leave a rating and review in iTunes. You can go to pdesmondadams.com slash iTunes. That'll take you right to iTunes. Leave them rating and review. If you listen on Overcast or Spreaker or somewhere else, I'd love a rating. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, leave a rating and review. It lets other people know that there's something of value here for them as well. And I do want to thank somebody for an amazing review that they left. So I'm calling you out, Andrea. I should say Andrea properly, right? Andrea Barati, thank you so much. Her review said life-changing. And I was like, whoa, life-changing? Let me read this. So many emotions and paragraphs I could write about how these episodes impacted my life in such a positive way. But I will simply leave it at, this station is for everyone. Everyone can get something and receive some sort of healing from connecting with this channel, Love and Light. Thank you so much, Andrea. That means the world to me. I can't tell you enough how these come through at just the right time when we're extra busy, we're extra burdened maybe sometimes by what needs to be done, and then this review comes through, and I go, oh, thank you. It's making a difference, and that's all I want. So if it's making a difference in your life, leave that rating and or review and uh, let me know. Okay, thank you so much. Share this podcast, and don't forget to grab... That one-page free report on the five fears that are stopping you from reaching your goals, you can do that at my5fears, my5fears.com. Thanks so much. May your reach always extend beyond your grasp. 